Greetings, Hersey students. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful Mandate Group, hosted by me, Jessica Jones, with the support of the John Hersey High School Student Services team. This group was created as a resource for students who are looking for extra support during all of the events we Huskies have been through this year, through remote learning, coming back into the building, COVID-19, and all of the other things that were out of the ordinary and out of our control. This is a psychoeducational podcast focusing on tools to help with mental health symptoms like anxiety and depression. We will also discuss tools to help you deal with things like motivation and organization. Let's be honest, it's been a tough year, not just for us Huskies, but everyone in the world. And as much as we like to think we are tough and we got this on our own, we are all vulnerable to experiencing some form of anxiety or depression during this pandemic, but we do not have to deal with it alone. So I could talk about this topic all day long, but I promise I won't. This will be a short podcast, but mindfulness is our topic this week. And mindfulness is one of my favorite things to practice. For those of you who have not practiced mindfulness before, it's totally okay. I'm going to go over the definition of what mindfulness is. I'm going to go over the benefits of it. And I'm also going to go over mindful strategies. So even if you haven't used it before, it'll be very easy for you to try out. And for those of you that have been practicing mindfulness, maybe you'll learn something new and maybe you'll teach me something. If you guys know anything or have any other more mindfulness practices that you want to share with me, totally reach out to me. I'm down in student services and I would love to discover more ways to be mindful. I'm also going to have a guided breathing meditation right at the end of this episode. So if you're coming back and listening again and want to fast forward to it, that's awesome. And if you're not interested in the benefits or the definition of mindfulness or any of the strategies I'm going to talk about, and you're just here for that guided meditation, you can fast forward to that as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mindful Mandate Group. Today we talked about mindfulness, including different strategies that we can utilize our mindfulness skills. We also did a guided breathing meditation. I hope that everything I share with you guys gets you excited to start mindfulness practices. And if you're already being mindful out there, please let me know. Give me more tips and tricks that I can share with students. Remember that you're not alone. There are so many people who care about you in our Husky community. The counselors and social workers down in student services are always here to help. If you have any questions or comments, again, feel free to reach out to me, Jessica Jones, down in student services. We all have to do our part to make sure that we can help each other through this pandemic. Special thanks to school social workers, Celia DeLeon and Jeff Bondora for the support for this podcast. And a huge special thanks to everyone else in the student services team. Go Huskies. So let's think about benefits of practicing mindfulness. When we are mindful, we not only reduce stress, but we really enhance our performance. We gain insight and awareness through observing our own mind and increasing our attention to others' well-being. Mindfulness practices give us a time in our lives when we are suspending judgment of ourselves and others. We're unleashing our natural curiosity about the workings of our mind. We're approaching our experience with warmth and kindness to ourselves and to others. And not only that, mindfulness helps people to become more aware of their thoughts, feelings, and body sensations so that instead of being overwhelmed by them, we're in tune with them and we realize why we're feeling the way we feel. 
We can pinpoint triggers and then utilize our coping skills. Practicing mindfulness can give more insight into emotions, boost attention, like during classes or when we're doing homework or even playing sports, and also our concentration and improve relationships. Mindfulness is also such a good tool for sleep problems. How many of you guys out there have insomnia or anxiety that gets particularly bad right before you fall asleep? I know I have. If you've ever crawled under the covers worrying about something that happened at school that day or, you know, tomorrow you're going to have a really, really long to-do list, you know that those racing thoughts that are going to come at you are going to keep you up. Sleep disturbances like a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep affect so many people and mindfulness could be a good way to help. The daytime sleepiness that follows after a really, really hard night of sleep makes you feel lousy and really affects your concentration in the next day. So if you really want to make sure that we can help our productivity by practicing mindfulness. And a way that this happens is because our brains are always in doing mode, meaning our brain is really great and excellent at task-based problems because the brain is wired to work out the logical steps to solve issues. So if we're in the middle of a math test, we can solve a math problem. If you know, we're in a sports game, we're going to look for ways to get around the other team in order to score a goal. It does this without you consciously trying to sometimes. And that's why when we're laying in bed, we're just thinking over all these scenarios and it's trying to plan out what we're going to do when faced with these scenarios, what we're going to do for the task the next day. And that's going to affect your sleep. And while that doing mode is helpful for a lot of things, like I said, that are probably more like classroom and work and social based. The drawbacks are probably when you're sleeping or when you're stressed and have these intense emotions. Like if you're worrying about tomorrow's job interview or tomorrow's test or tomorrow's big game, your brain is going to default go into that doing mode. So it's going to try to recall past incidences and compare them. It's going to present examples of unsuccessful ways that you're going to behave. It's going to lead you to just ask broader questions and really it's just going to create anxiety, right? Which is going to keep us up, which is going to keep us from getting that good night's sleep and going to that interview or getting that test done and getting to where we want to be. So that's why we have to put our brain out of the doing mode and put it into that being mode, so to speak. So mindfulness will take a different approach by suggesting that there's an alternative being mode for your brain. It doesn't always have to be in doing mode. And mindfulness will teach us how to be in that moment and develop this being mode when faced with thoughts that worry or give us anxiety, right? So the first hurdle is to recognize that thoughts are just that. Thoughts are only thoughts. They aren't always good predictors of the future. In essence, you have to learn how to live in the present. We don't want to focus on the past or the future. It's good to be concerned about our futures, right? We want to make sure that we graduate high school, that we get the job we want, or that we have our good friends and we make our families proud. We make ourselves proud and we have our dreams and goals. That's awesome. But if we live too much in the future, we're really going to harm the right now. So when we talk about that being mode and living in the moment, we want to make sure that we take notice of our body and our surroundings. When we talk about doing a body check, it's making sure that our bodies are okay, right? Are we tense? Do we hurt anywhere or ache anywhere? When we do a mental check, we make sure our brains are okay. We make sure that our feelings and our emotions are under control. So doing a body check is kind of the same thing. And we might have to wait 
on figuring out if there's thoughts swirling around our mind that are negative and positive. We might want to focus on things that are out of our control, but rather than focusing on them, we need to learn how to acknowledge that, you know, we are a human being and we owe ourselves some compassion. We make mistakes. We have these thoughts, but thoughts are just that they're just thoughts. We don't have to act on them. And when we're feeling sad or upset, we can always reach out for help if we feel like we need it. So let's talk about a few different strategies for becoming masters at mindfulness. The first one is the obvious one, meditation, right? There's tons of guided meditations on YouTube um, that you can follow, like breathing ones or imagery where you have to picture certain places like mountains or beaches. There's also individual meditation. So it's just you in your room or maybe in your backyard, wherever someplace you would feel comfortable to really feel present and take in your surroundings, doing a body check and making sure that we understand how our body's feeling, feeling our muscles, feeling any tension that we have. But I would definitely recommend if you don't meditate already to try, there's so many apps out there like the Calm app that can really help you if you're trying to figure out if guided meditation might be something that you would want to do. Let's talk about the idea of sorting our thoughts. So when we're feeling really anxious or overwhelmed or even depressed, we might have thoughts racing in our mind coming at us a mile a minute. So sorting our thoughts is when we're taking all of these thoughts and placing them into categories. One category might be facts or things that we know for sure. Another category might be opinions, possibilities, things like that. And then we'll have a third category that's things that we know are not true, but we're still thinking anyway, because if it's in that category, we really know it's just our anxiety talking. It's not going to be a fact. It's not going to be an opinion. It's going to be things that we know are untrue. So practicing that really helps us clear our mind, clear out those negative thoughts that are happening so we can focus more on being present. And another strategy is mindfulness walking. This one is so great, you guys. We know exercise is good for us. Being outside, being outdoors is so healthy with that fresh air. And mindfulness walking is we're not listening to music. We're not talking on the phone. We're really just staying present in the moment, listening to things that we're hearing, making a list. Do I hear dogs? barking or birds chirping, kids playing? Am I walking past a park and I see people shooting basketball, Um, little kids laughing, running around, like really taking note of what we're seeing and hearing and being mindful of what's around us. It'll really help us regulate our bodies, like our breathing might slow down. We're going to feel a lot better. It's an easy opportunity for movement, which I said before is obviously really good for us guys. Get our legs walking, get our steps in. And it'll really help us enjoy centering your mind in the present moment. I'm also going to touch base on something that we talked about in last week's episode, which was progressive muscle relaxation. So tensing a group of muscles as you breathe in and relax them as you breathe out. I also talked about um, the strategy of thinking of cutting up lemon slices and squeezing the juice out in between like your elbows, your neck and your shoulders, things like that. So if you guys are interested in hearing more about the progressive muscle relaxation, I invite you to check out last week's episode where I go over more of those strategies. Another mindfulness tip that I would encourage you guys to try is focusing on the good things. There's so many days that we've all had before where we think only bad things can happen to us. We can never do anything right. 
only bad things happen to us, never our friends, our family, our parents. No one could possibly understand what we're going through. And our anxiety and depression might just cloud our mind with negative things. So let's focus on good things. Make a list. What are things that you're happy you have in your life? What are positive things about you, your family, your friends, things that you're proud that you've accomplished? So focusing on the good things or even things that are neutral. So things that are like not bad, not good, but still you feel content with, like maybe you got a B on a test. Okay. It could have been a C. It could have been lower. You got a B. That's really awesome. It's a great way to help us realize that the situation is not always as bad as we think. And that sometimes our anxiety and depression give us like tunnel vision where we're only seeing bad things. So we want to trick our minds into thinking about good or neutral things. So it makes us feel a little bit better and we're practicing a little bit more mindfulness. All right, so I also want to touch on deep breathing because that's such an important mindfulness exercise, especially if you're new to mindfulness practices. I know I talked about it a little bit last week in distress tolerance, but I am going to touch on it again because like I said, it's just so important and so easy, especially if you're just getting into mindfulness practices. There's different breathing strategies that you can always look up on, again, like YouTube or the Calm app or other applications that will help you with mindfulness. Um, So deep breathing has few different strategies like triangle breathing or box breathing I really enjoy, but it's basically just breathing in and out slowly and deeply while noticing things that you hear or that you feel. So with triangle breathing, it's we're literally going to go up and down the sides of an equilateral triangle. So, you know, all sides are equal, (laughs) hence the name. So if we breathe in for three seconds and we're going up the side of the triangle, it would be breathe in one, two, three. And then we're going to hold our breath for three seconds and go back down the equilateral triangle. So hold one, two, three. And then we have to finish off the triangle by breathing out. So breathing out one, two, three. And you can change the numbers based on your preference. Some people do three, four, or five. I wouldn't recommend holding your breath for too long, but um, this is a really great exercise, especially if you're just trying to calm yourself really quickly. You can do this in a classroom. You can do it when you're walking the halls before a sports game or a speech. Like it's really simple and no one would really know you're doing it because you're just in your mind drawing a triangle with your breaths basically. So I would really recommend this strategy if you're just new to trying out mindfulness or you need something that you can use in the moment, like in a classroom before a test, things like that. This is a meditation that will guide you to relax and fully believe in yourself. Have a seat on the ground with your legs crossed and your spine straight. Or you can be sitting in a chair. Just make sure you keep your posture tall and dignified during this session. If you would like to lay down and fully relax, that's fine too. You can do this meditation in different positions to see what's best for you. Let's begin by acknowledging something that is keeping you alive since the very beginning of your life, oxygen. Breathing is the most important thing that we do. We cannot go for longer than two minutes or so without breath, yet most of us do not even notice we are breathing all day. So let's honor our breath by taking five deep and full breaths together in a moment, letting each breath fill you with energy and each time you exhale, allowing yourself to feel deeply relaxed. 
take five significant and purpose breaths. One, fully inhale, expanding your belly and chest as much as you can, holding it for a moment, and exhale, feeling a wave of relaxation sweep over you. Two, inhale, filling your entire breathing system with fresh oxygen. Hold it and exhale. A wave of relaxation gently sweeping you. Three, inhale so that you are arriving with air. Hold it, soaking in oxygen and exhale. Your body relaxes in different areas without any effort. Four, fully inhale. Feeling these breaths purify your entire body. Exhaling, noticing how you are feeling. And five, inhale, a beautiful breath coming in, holding it, feeling oxygen, and exhale, allowing relaxation to sweep over you. Take a note how you feel at this very moment. That was a very simple breathing exercise that you can use or re-listen to if you ever want to indulge yourself in a guided meditation. And while that guided meditation was a little short and not the best because it's, well, you know, fine there are so many out there that you guys can use. Like the calming app has a lot, which I know I probably said already, or looking at YouTube, any other video streaming service will probably have a lot of mindfulness stuff that you can listen to. And you can also just Google a lot. Um, you can come up with your own script, think of your own happy place and really practice meditation and being mindful. Using that deep breathing to be paired with that though is really what's going to help you guys calm down when you're feeling anxious and really learn how to live in that moment. Do your mental check and your body check and figure out what's going on around us and how we're reacting and how we're feeling to it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mindful Mandate Group. Today we talked about mindfulness, including different strategies that we can utilize our mindfulness skills. We also did a guided breathing meditation. I hope that everything I share with you guys gets you excited to start mindfulness practices. And if you're already being mindful out there, please let me know. Give me more tips and tricks that I can share with students. Remember that you're not alone. There are so many people who care about you in our Husky community. The counselors and social workers down in student services are always here to help. If you have any questions or comments, again, feel free to reach out to me, Jessica Jones, down in student services. We all have to do our part to make sure that we can help each other through this pandemic. Special thanks to school social workers, Celia De Leon and Jeff Bondora for the support for this podcast. And a huge special thanks to everyone else in the student services team. Go Huskies.